Welcome to Christian Curious with Dr. Haley Scott of Denver Seminary. What are the challenges we face in today's church and culture in a postmodern, post-Christian era? Dr. Haley believes that in addressing those issues, the church must adopt a missional mindset. Christianity does hold the answers to the big questions of today's culture. Let's join Dr. Haley for today's edition of Christian Curious. When my children were very young, from newborn through toddler years, I weathered four Michigan winters. Quite a difference for this small-town Texas girl. Michigan winters were not just cold and gray, but very lonely, especially for a work-at-home mother to two young children. Weeks and sometimes even months would go by without any real interaction, face-to-face or otherwise, with anyone else besides my husband. In the busy, long working days I'd left in Los Angeles before children were far behind me. The only place to look, to focus on those gray winter days really was deep inside myself. And to be honest, I wasn't always comfortable with what I saw there. This is Christian Curious with Dr. Haley, where we dive into each week into the hot topics surrounding ministry and the Christian faith in the 21st century. Since the onset of the COVID-19 virus, I often joke now that the world knows now what it's like to live through a Michigan winter with toddlers. We are all living in virtual or literal quarantine. And although our country is starting to reopen back up slowly, life is still much more slow and still than it ever has been. My guest today argues that this is a moment, an opportunity to listen closely to our lives and to what God is trying to tell us in particular and a chance to tell the truth about our lives. Marlena Grays is a spiritual formation expert who is published in a variety of venues. She is the author of the new book, The Way Up is Down, Finding Yourself by Forgetting Yourself, and A Beautiful Disaster, Finding Hope in the Midst of Brokenness. She is an adjunct professor at Weinbrenner Seminary and pursuing her Ph.D. She is also a member of Inc., a creative collective, and lives just outside of Toledo, Ohio, with her husband and her three daughters. Welcome to Christian Curious, Marlena. Thank you so much. What a delight to be here with you, Dr. Haley. It's great to have you. Marlena, as you know, the stay-at-home and the safer-at-home orders have been difficult for almost everyone. Yet you see this as an opportunity to listen closely to our lives and what God is trying to tell us in particular. What do you mean by listening closely to our lives? Yeah, um, I think God tries to speak to us wherever we are, and uh, he speaks to us where we are at in the particular life and circumstances that we are in. And so... um, in this instance, I'm not talking about people in abusive situations that need to get help. And uh, I encourage anyone listening, if that's your situation, um, that's not what I mean. I mean, uh, aside from those situations. But I think there's been nagging pain, discomfort, or maybe even persistent joy that wells up in us, but we squash it down. It could be because we've been too busy, we've been too scared, or not interested in enough to consider what has been welling up in us. And so 
when I, I think this pandemic has given us time to listen to what's loud in us. And it's allowed these things to bubble to the surface, things that have been squashed. Right. Um, you know, you mentioned abusive uh, relationships. And, you know, just this morning I saw on the news about maybe, you know, the, the local divorce attorney in our town is experiencing upwards of maybe four, two to four hundred percent of the amount of cases um, of a people applying for divorce than last year mm -hmm. at this time. And mm -hmm. so, you know, if people are in abusive situations, perhaps one of the things speaking very loudly in their life is to to be free of that situation and to understand the full gravity of what type of situation they're living in and have been living with. Yes, and, um, you know, my heart goes out to people suffering in these ways, and my hope is that um, you can get the help that you need to let someone know what you're going through because uh, the busyness uh, masks these things often. And so um, that would make sense that, uh, that divorce uh, cases are up. And uh, so I would just want to encourage anyone, if that is their situation, if they are going through a, a, some type of abuse, to reach out and get help because it's hard to get away from it in the quarantine. Why do you think that quarantine is an optimal time for us to, to listen to ourselves, to listen to our lives, and to listen to God? Yeah, it kind of goes along um, with your first question. It's because we're forced to slow down. And I was thinking about the report you may have seen that he's on the news reports that have happened since the quarantine, what has happened since the quarantine. Uh, for example, um, all over the world you see reports about wildlife roaming in the streets. Mm -hmm. uh, the canals in Venice, Italy, to which I've never been, have clear water. It says that fish can be seen. The air quality levels in China and other places are better. Um, it's, to me, it's almost like an enforced Sabbath, which is extremely hard for people used to going 100 miles an hour. So I think it forces us to slow down and um, think about what is really important now that we have time to do that. I mean, not all of us, but a lot of us do. Right, yeah. Growing up, um, Sundays in the small Texas town I grew up in, everything was shuttered. And I often hated um, Sundays as my least favorite day of the week because it was so quiet. And mm -hmm. there was nothing to distract me. And it's almost like that has been amplified. You know, now that we've gone to the end and many of us have almost finished Netflix or finished what we wanted to see in Netflix, it, it is very quiet. And it can be very unsettling to deal with that type of quietness whenever we have to, you know, as my mom would always say, wherever we go, there we are. Yeah. Yeah, um, it kind of forces us to face ourselves if we let it, if we don't anesthetize us, you know, and find different ways to escape <laughs> what is bubbling into the surface and what our lives are trying to tell us, what God might be trying to tell us. You know, we think of the scripture uh, so often referred to and to which I will refer to now, you know, where was God when Elijah escaped, you know, to try to find God. He wasn't in a earthquake you know when he was in this cave it was a still small voice and i think this quarantine can allow us to hear the still small voice of god and 
to hear how God might be trying to talk to us through the lives that we have. You know, you mentioned um, busyness is one of the ways that we tend to squash out that um, ability to listen to God or the ability to listen to our own lives. What are some other things or other ways you have seen people squash out that type of deep reflection on their own lives whenever our lives are back to normal? Yeah, um, you know, social media, which I love. Like, I love Twitter. If you want to talk to me, find me on Twitter. I love Twitter because I um, get to talk to all sorts of people, Christians and pastors and writers and leaders and just moms and dads. And uh, I get to meet different types of people. I kind of see it like a cafeteria, and I go into the cafeteria see what's up, what people are doing. Um, and I've had a good experience with it. And also on Facebook, uh, Haley, where uh, uh, Dr. Mm-hmm. Haley, where I met you, we were writers for Christianity Today, and we still do some work for them, hermeneutics, and uh, other work for them. I was able to meet you uh, there first. So there's good things to social media. But I think um, that's another way that we can, you know, I think sometimes to myself, am I going on Twitter instead of taking time to pray or to read scripture to listen to God or even maybe just hey call someone locally um, I have to make sure that I, I don't do that um, for some people it's exercise I mean that's me things right I'm I, sorry I said that's me I'll have to admit okay I love to run different yeah yeah so different things drive us and it might and it might not even be bad things it's just turning um, using something that might even be good and just it's out of place because it's um, taking up room in our lives where we need to leave room for God and to think about what is most important. So it, it depends on the person, I think. Right. Yeah. So what kind of practices, if someone was listening and they want to start to learn how to listen to their life, they want to learn you know, that still small voice of God or to be reacquainted with it, what type of practices might help get them ready to start listening? Yeah, I think it really depends on the person. So for me, for example, I um, I like being outside in nature, in the silence and solitude of nature. And uh, you mentioned the Michigan winters, which I, I know are hard. Even in winter, if it's not um, brutal, I will go out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even if it's you know snowing and cold, um, even you know walks with my family just to get outside in fresh air. Now, um, because if I stay inside too long, which is quarantine has kind of been hard, uh, you know it just gets to me. So me getting outside in nature and solitude and silence. I don't have a lot of silence. Uh, during this quarantine because I have three girls and um, unless I just go on a walk by myself but uh, a lot of the metro parks have been closed so the places that I normally go to just be quiet haven't been available but even just being outside a little bit for me is very refreshing Um, fasting from social media like I mentioned a minute ago uh, I do like social media but I also have to fast from social media fast from food you know because the bible talks about prayer and fasting uh, praying, 
Um, I uh, There's something else that I hadn't thought about till just now, but I have different works of art. Some are uh, reproductions of paintings because I can't afford the real ones, but um, or just different things like sculptures in my house to remind me of God so that God's always on my mind in addition to scripture and prayer. The visual beauty of things really draws my mind to God. Um, another way for me to listen to, a, to life and to God is to be present to my family, not to be too busy for them, to look my daughters and husband in the face and not be distracted by whatever agenda I have on my own. Um, reading or listening to scripture, writing, and another thing that I think is really important, at least for me, and I think it's important for the church worldwide, is to serve others. And uh, so, you know, I make sure in my life that I try to serve the poor locally with those in my church. And one other thing I want to mention that might be kind of unique, but um, I like listening, um, you know, to programs like this and also to uh, Ancient Faith Radio, which is um, an online radio network run by the Eastern Orthodox, because they talk a lot about these things. But that's just me. Uh, that's kind of unique to my personality. But I, every personality and temperament's a little bit different, because I think about you and how you're such a hiker and runner, and you've been able to do things physically that I don't think I'll ever be able to do. <laughs> and I won't put myself down because I'm not Dr. Haley. Um, but I think that you, like you said, you must enjoy it somewhat. The challenge of just being out um, over there, out there in Colorado, you know, out in the mountains, uh, on the trails, seeing the beauty, a different kind of beauty than I see. So for you, maybe uh, uh, like chariots of fire, when you run, you experience the glory of God. Um, right. I, I myself, I'm like, when can this be over? <laughs> <laughs> I used to be I, like I that. Not experience. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, and I'm like, uh, I can barely talk or think, so I can't really think about God here. <laughs> I'm running. So, uh, but uh, for others, it's washing dishes or gardening. So I would say for all of us, for listeners, to think about what reorients you to look into the face of Christ, into the face of God and pay attention. Anything that gets our gazes onto Jesus uh, is what we should do. Um, And I gave some examples earlier. And like I said, it could be meditation on a painting or something else beautiful like laughing with children. But whatever turns your gaze, your attention to God, that's what I think is going to help you listen. And, And you and I and listeners need to make sure that we do that frequently so that we can be reoriented and anchored to what's most important. Yeah, and just to draw out a couple of things in there, you know, I know that, to use your example of my running, if I am running to achieve a goal, say I have a mileage point that I have to make or I will feel bad about myself the rest of the day or whatever it is, you know, because I didn't meet my goal, um, It's a very different process than if I just go out and run with the minimum expectations just to enjoy the day. So, you Mm -hmm. know, I can run a mile from my house and be in isolation in wilderness. And, you know, that can cause my heart great joy. And Mm -hmm. like you said, with, you know, pieces of art as well, 
you know, I have started to turn on classical music in my room. You know, I have it very low played out. So every time I enter my bedroom, which is right off of my office, I can hear beautiful classical music that that encourages me to that puts me in a place of contemplation of God because of the creativity and the beauty of what a human being is able to achieve. It causes me to meditate on the greatness of God. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I can see why art and creativity can, can stoke that, that ability to look for God in our daily lives and the ability to, to seek him and the desire to seek him for sure. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Music is very important too, and that's not an example I cited. So I'm so glad you you brought that up and and creativity. Yeah, you know, my husband, and it may not be classical music for everyone. You know, for my husband, it is Christian heavy metal, and to me, mm-hmm. that doesn't work. <laughs> so <laughs> it it does not put me in a very worshipful mood, but um, it does for him. So. Whatever yes. kind of u- music it is that connects you to God, um, make a practice of, you know, turning that radio on a little bit more than the day. And uh, maybe, you know, for people who are more goal-oriented, you know, finding spaces and to bring yourself joy and what it, doing whatever it is that, that brings you joy. But, yes. um, you know... One of the outward obstacles of daily life in Western culture is that busyness that you mentioned um, at the beginning of the program. But I know that there's a lot of internal obstacles that we face that uh, cause us not to really want to look closely at our lives, that cause us maybe to um, resist shining a light on some dark corners of our lives. Do Have you experienced or have you seen that happening in the people that you've worked with um, of those internal obstacles? What what type of ost- obstacles might you have seen? Yeah, I mean, I think maybe all of us can identify at some point um, with maybe fear or shame. You don't want to... <sighs> You don't want to confront something because it's too painful. Um, we talked a little bit about abuse, but it might be that you're just so ashamed of a weakness that you have, um, or um, you just there's something there might be inside that you don't want to confront. I mean, it could be very, very painful, like abuse, or it could just be you don't like what you see that when you look in yourself, um, or um, I'm just trying to think maybe there's unforgiveness in our hearts towards people that have wronged us. And maybe God is trying to have us take a look at that and see and revisit that maybe to see that could be holding us back. Um, And of course the ability to forgive depends on the level of of transgression. So um, I don't want to be casual with this. I mean, I, I've heard people talk about having to forgive those that have murdered family members, and I can never, ever, ever um, identify with that, and I'm not going to pretend to. But, um, or it could be, you know, just not good relationships with people. And I'm not encouraging, again, 
getting into a healthy relationship with someone that's been hurtful or abusive. But it could be, you know, holding a grudge against a spouse, a friend, a child, because um, they said something at Christmas time in a offhanded way and it really hurts you and they don't even know that that happened. And so there's a range of, of things. And, I mean, a lot of people, uh, including myself, have said, you know, they being in quarantine has triggered some things. And uh, depending on, you know, the, the level of severity, you know, talk to a therapist or a counselor, um, of which I am not. So I'm not going to, again, pretend to do that. But, I mean, again, there could be a range of things of shame, fear, and unforgiveness or it could be an area of our lives um, um, that God wants us to, to look at, and we just haven't been willing to do it. And for those things, you know, things like fear and shame, you may be feeling like um, you're the only one or that yeah. these things may feel insurmountable. But I do know that even right now, especially um, during times of the safe stay at home or safer at home orders wherever in the country that you are um, that there are online support groups and often these can be feel more um, safe than actually going to a physical group because you're there in the comfort of your own home and a lot of just hearing other people's stories and hearing how other people have handle the same type of situation that that you have handled that you're going through or just hearing other people struggling can help you not feel so alone and can kind of shine a light on the path that you need to take forward in order to get the healing that you need mm-hmm. yes i mean that's a very good insight so marlena um what would be the the benefits of listening to our lives. You know, we we have these external obstacles that we put up um, to keep us from it. We have internal obstacles that keep us from it. What would be the benefits of actually going through what can be a, a, a painful process? Yeah, I, I think the way I kind of think about it, at least for today, uh, I might think about it more, but I think it when we do this, it's we're making room in the end of ends of our lives for God so that God can take up space in us. Uh, you know, I think um, pastors and a lot of people use that example, of putting the rocks in a container and the big rocks can't fit in. I, I'm not going to go down the road with that too long, but it's just making space for God. And when we make space for God, um, like Matthew 6:33 says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I think of peace and shalom, uh, greater peace, and, and living in concert with God, living the life that God has called us um, so that we can love him and love others and even ourselves better um, and love those close to us. I, I actually think God is calling us into peace and to shalom, to union with him so that we might be like him. We don't become him, but like him. And uh, that will affect how we live. Um, And I think that's why it's so very important. Right, right. Well, Marlena, you are the author of the new book, The Way Up is Down, which is going to be released in July. 
2020. And I'd love for you to share with our listeners just a little bit about that book. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, I started this book, for, I wrote my first book, uh, came out in 2014, uh, Beautiful Disaster, Finding Hope in the Midst of Brokenness. And then for a while, I didn't write anymore because um, God was working in my own life. But everywhere I turned and turned, it seems to be that um, Christians aren't, as a whole, um, living like Jesus. A lot of the people that supposedly speak for us, our leaders seem to be compromising in a, many, many ways. And um, and so I just don't think our witness is what it should be. And so I was, you know, I've been disgusted with national politics and with, in some ways, how Christians are behaving. And so I thought, you know, what would it mean to live like Jesus now? And Jesus always, in Scripture, Jesus says, Many of the last shall be first. The greatest in the kingdom will be the servants of all. And Philippians chapter 2 talks about have this in my, this mind in you that is in Christ Jesus. And so, you know, a lot of us in Christians use the world's way to gauge success or fame in the kingdom of God. Success like how much money we have, what are our positions, what are our status, uh, who our friends are, what our cars look like that doesn't have anything to do with really following Jesus because Jesus says many of the last shall be first and that we should be the servants of all. And so this book's really about what would it look like to live such a life now where what does it mean for the last that the last will be first? What does it mean to be the servant of all? What does it mean to live a life of self-sacrifice instead of self-absorption right now in our current context? And so it's kind of paradoxical, the way up in the kingdom of God, the way of God, the way I put success in quotes, because it's not the world's success, but success in the kingdom of God is the opposite of the world, most, if not all of the time. The way up in the kingdom is down, being the servant of all. Being the servant of all. The way up is down. Um, we are giving a free book giveaway to... We will do a drawing of the first um, 20 people to email us here at the program. Marlena, thank you so much for sharing with us today about how we can turn our time of quarantine into a blessing. Thank you. It's been a real joy. You've been listening to Christian Curious with Dr. Haley. If you'd like a copy of Marlena's brand new book, The Way Up is Down, please reach out with at, to Dr. Haley at ChristianCurious.org. That's D-R-H-A-L-E-E at ChristianCurious.org. Stay curious. Thank you for listening to Christian Curious with Dr. Haley. You can contact her with your comments or questions about today's show at her email, drhaley at ChristianCurious.org. That's D-R-H-A-L-E-E at ChristianCurious.org. You may also learn more by visiting the Christian Curious website, christiancurious.org. Join Dr. Haley again next week for Christian Curious on AM 670 KLTT.